everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. We won't know. There we go. <laughs> Not today, though. Not today, Satan. <laughs> All right, everyone. We're back with our second part of a fear, this Fear Street Halloween for 2021. Yay! <laughs> <Higher>. <laughs> <laughs> We're back to dish about Black Christmas 1974 um, with our friend Mitch Munster. Hello, Thank you guys so much for having me. We're excited. So this is your first time on the pod. So um, number one, introduce the listeners and slash viewers. It's weird to be live, but uh, (laughs) uh, introduce them to your content. Yes. Um, So hi, I'm Midge. I do, uh, my my tag is that I do all things campy, kooky, glamorous, and spooky. Um, So we do a little bit of vintage, a little bit of kitsch, a little bit of spooky all year round. Um, I'm just, I, I'm a big Halloween dork and I'm a, a new found like horror lover in the last like two years. So I'm excited to be here to be uh, sharing this with all of you, but yeah, I do, I do YouTube. So that's where you can mostly find me and I'm on Instagram and well, welcome to the horror fam. Yes. <laughs> I had to be here. I love your YouTube. Um... Thank you. <laughs> Um, okay, so we ask this every time we have a first-time uh, guest on the show. So, what's your favorite scary movie? Uh, my favorite is Jennifer's Body. <laughs> that is the film that made me gay. And <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I love it. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I think just in general, like, I'm my my gateway drug was like horror comedy like that more mm. kind of kitschy funny um i mean even just you know things like scream that are not like yeah. scary that don't like stick with you into the nighttime kind of horror <laughs> and then uh and then this like this last couple of years i've been dabbling in things that are a little more dangerous so <laughs> uh, yeah awesome yeah so are horror comedies are those still your favorite subgenre i mean i just la- yeah i like to laugh i'm not a huge I'm not a huge, like, I don't love to be, like, terribly scared. So I think that's kind of where my sweet spot is. But um, I don't know. I'm, I've been getting into more, like, I don't know what the word would even be. Like, kind of more experimental horror <laughs> and really enjoying, like, um, things that are a little more psychological, I think. I'm starting mm-hmm. to get delve a little more into that, which um, can be interesting, but also truly terrifying. <laughs> 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 so you've kind of got you kind of got talked about this a little bit already but like what is your horror origin story yeah um scared little child scared of everything always have been um and but I, so i think sheree and i may have chatted about this before but i um my uncle is jesse from nightmare on elm street 2 uh, mark Patton. And so I was kind of brought up on like slashers. I was I was definitely a Nightmare on Elm Street like franchise child, and uh, started. I've just I've, I've always loved slasher movies, <laughs> like for sure. Right. Um, and then 
yeah, I just I, like I said, the last couple years, I don't know. I honestly think the pandemic kind of like changed me. <laughs> hey, I mean, right? Like so it was everybody. <laughs> yeah, I think there was like this weird. That's kind of like weird, and morbid to say, but it's like there was this shift in me of like, well, nothing can be like scarier than this weird hellscape we're living in right now. Um, and it almost was like this kind of grounding experience to watch horror films and kind of yeah, experience right. fear from a different aspect in a way I could control. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's kind of where my my horror journey has come the last couple of years. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm I feel like I'm starting to see it more as an art form now than I used to, because it was more of just a, a form of like, you know, oh, I watch them on Halloween to get get scared like yeah and, right. and now i'm starting to see like what all goes into well-made horror and what really like yeah. how how we get in here and make our brains have that reaction and make right. it stick with you the way that some do so awesome well we love your uncle here on fear street yay <laughs> and his documentary yes scream queen yes, yes love it i was literally gonna ask yay yeah. we haven't covered it yet like we might have to bring you and your uncle bring back me, when we do cover it oh my it. god bring me back oh yeah yeah because yeah, we did we uh nightmare on street 2 was like one of our first episodes yeah so that was before i'd seen the documentary sheree hadn't seen it at the time but now since we've both seen it i'm like yeah we need to cover the documentary because the tea girl. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Man of the world. Anyway. <laughs> so go ahead and plug any social media. You said your YouTube and uh, give me your Instagram handle and all that. Yeah. I mean, you can find me across everything just at Midge Munster. Um, if you search me, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Call my name three times. <laughs> Anywhere you're at. You have to be in Anywhere. the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> You have to look into a 1950s compact mirror and say Mitch Monster, Mitch Monster, Mitch Monster, and then I just pop up. I have quite a few friends who can make that happen today. Oh. <laughs> and you, you have an event coming up, correct? No. Never mind. I, I've ha- I, <laughs> I had several this month. Um, I did just put out my Halloween spooktacular, so that yeah. was fun. Um, yeah, I had... I had a couple events this month, but um, no, I'm taking a I'm taking a hiatus next week. <laughs> Good for you. I'm almost <laughs> tired. Yeah. I'm, yes. Yeah, I'm sure everybody. Uh, I'm sure y'all too have just been. God, yeah. No. Everyone <laughs> wants to talk to us in October. <laughs> right. Yes. yes. No, no, like I I'm looking forward to like mid November where it's like we get to breathe for a couple of weeks yeah. and then we get right back into it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of getting back into it, let's get into. Black Christmas from 1974. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's yeah. the math. <laughs> it's numbers. I'm never good at numbers. Um, <laughs> so, Midge, what's what's some of your first thoughts about this film? The first thing I said to Sheree is, um, "This film can't decide if it is feminist or hates women." Mm-hmm. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I feel like I had emotional whiplash this entire movie. Um, yeah just what what uh, <laughs> i did i will say though i i i kind of went in blind I, I wanted to just go in and watch it impressions um and i didn't think about it at the time because i knew it said you know 1974 mm-hmm. um but i kept thinking throughout like wow this has uh like he like this was so influenced by 
John Carpenter's Halloween because they use so much of that Mm -hmm. same. And then like retrospectively, I was like, oh, wait, this came out four years before. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So that I think, too, I was like, to John Carpenter (laughs) watch like improve improvements on Black Christmas. Um, Yeah, I mean, gosh, I have I have so many thoughts. Where do we want to begin? (laughs) So much sexism, just casually there. Let's start start there because the one of the lines in the like I think it's the first ten minutes, fifteen minutes. I don't remember. Oh, the yeah, you can't can't rape a townie. Yeah. Oh, I saw and I was like, Barb, I wanted to like you. Yeah, (laughs) she looked at the beginning like she was doing like a bad Cinderella Disney bound, and I said. Yeah, I, I, and that's, yeah, like, like Jess, I feel like I liked her a a lot of the film. Like, I knew pretty much from the first time we met her, I was like, okay, that's gonna be our final girl. Yeah. Even though people talked to her like she was a three year old, like (laughs) the whole movie. Yeah. But then, like, Barb was, and like uh, Mrs. McHenry, like, they were like the worst portrayals of women maybe ever. Yeah. Like, (laughs) so it's like, what is the, are these, characters both written by the same people like are barb and jess how are they in the same universe it was so yeah. weird I, I think it just goes back to men not knowing what to do with women that they deem unlikable because yeah. they're just like oh well the virgin has to be like pure and she's gonna live and anybody who, like drinks or like is sassy they gotta die oh she's sleeping around gotta die and so instead of yeah. being like i don't have to like you <laughs> but you yeah. can live they're just like no unlikable killer so yeah i I agree with that, Sheree. I think that she, I think Barb was meant to be like the antithesis to Jess, like the, like the foil. But she like wasn't even on screen enough to do that. No, they didn't, they didn't develop her. She was asleep. She, for like, she also oh. looked like she was 47. Like, <laughs> I'm like, Barb is tired. She, she was non-trad, okay? She was non-trad in this college. Yes, she was. She was, a, she was a non-traditional grad student who was back for the fourth time after her ninth divorce. And how yeah. they slept through every one of these murders, I don't know. Girl must be a deep That's sleeper. one of my notes was like, are how are they not hearing this? Because he's calling in yeah. the house and screaming. Mm, right. And, and, and like I, Jess is just like, uh-huh. What oh like <laughs> <laughs> I come from a big family. You hear everything. You I didn't know what yeah. silence was if I lived alone and when no, I was an adult. Was like, an old house like you know it's not well insulated like it's not yeah i that was so confusing to me once i figured out what was happening i was like there's no way she's not hearing them absolutely screaming bloody murder right and and the technology like how was he calling from inside the house like are there 69 He lucked out and killed the right girl who had her own extension. That was a big thing back then. It's like, I need my own extension. I can't share a phone with these other girls. I have money. And so he was like, who has the money? She has her own phone, I bet. The virgin, for her, sure. Right? Right? She's like, she has her own phone. I'm going to ticker her and take her phone. Um, <laughs> the fact that I just never heard him going ape shit. Because he was never, and he was always yeah, when he was heavy. Like throwing things in the yeah. attic for 10 minutes. It's like, yeah. But yet, you sh- but yet she can hear her cat meowing. Okay, <laughs> this cat, number one. Please, Trent, his name is Claude. Claude, I'm very sorry, Claude. Claude, 
was he just like trained by this crazy person in the attic to meow when he needed him to meow and stop when he didn't need him to? Or was this old, was this man meowing? I couldn't figure it out. I don't know. I didn't even think about the fact that he could be meowing, but I don't think, I mean, I think he only, my, the gist I got was that he only killed McHenry because she came up into the attic. I don't think he was like trying to kill her. Yeah. I don't know. No. It was okay. a weird slow burn between kills. Real slow. He just sort of set up and was nesting. And I was like, um, do you just need a place to crash? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> Well, yeah, and, like, I feel, uh, they kept setting up, and maybe this was, like, a suspense technique, I guess, they kept setting up scenarios where they pan in real close, and I kept being like, okay, this is it, he's gonna be right behind him, and then it didn't happen, like, that guy, like, came in to tap the line, and they zoomed in on him, and the music built up, and I was like, okay, we're getting another kill, didn't happen, (laughs) because God forbid we kill a man, we wouldn't want to do that. Okay, so like first off, all the men lived, which is an issue with a slasher. Um, Except that one guy in the car, but I still oh, don't yeah. know who killed him. I don't. Was he, he killing people outside the house? I was confused about that too. It could have been a paper cut gone wrong. I don't count that. Like <laughs> he sneezed too hard and just right? threw his donut box like, across oh, his lap. Pain. <laughs> um, yeah, he he was there, but like, and all the men are also really creepy, which is very realistic. So, like, kudos yeah. for that. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm comfortable with all of them, especially this fool in this giant fur coat. How many bears died for that coat? Why is he just running around in it? Nobody else seems to be that cold. Nobody else. <laughs> yeah. And I did kind of love, in a weird way, that I feel like they set it up in a way that, like, all the boyfriends seem like they could have killed everybody. Like, because I was like, that makes, that feels right. Like, that, <laughs> that was the boyfriend. Yeah. Because, um, like, when they first show Chris, Jess's he's in name. that, like, horrifying hockey mask. Yeah. And God. then, yeah. yeah, and then obviously, Peter, uh, Peter? was the worst. Yeah. Peter's the oh fucking worst. Like, <laughs> I have thoughts on Peter. I have, I, hmm. so like, first off, Peter is one of those like mid level, like, artist boyfriends, like the starter boyfriend all of us have, where it's like, no, he's an artist. It's going to be fine. No. He's that mistake. She's making it in college. And I'm like, I don't know how old she is. That's her own business. But, <laughs> Anywho, like she tells him that she's pregnant. He's like, I have a recital today. How dare you? And then she's like, I'm going to get rid of it. He's like, you can't just get rid of it. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I thought you had a recital today. <laughs> You're unconcerned. Like she didn't ask you to, for your opinion. She said what she was going to do with it. Um, maybe don't go around sleeping with undergrads. Um, <laughs> she was nice enough to let you know. Yeah. Yeah. No. Was, I wrote down the line she said where I literally like cheered at the television. Oh, when he comes to her house and tells oh, her, Oh, yeah, he said, married. What are you doing to me? And she said, What are you doing to yourself? <laughs> I said, Make him take responsibility for his actions. Right. Yes. I was like, This is okay, she can live. Um, I like yeah. when he turns up at her house. He turns up at her house yeah. and is like, We're gonna get married. And she's like, Um, excuse you? <laughs> He's like, We're gonna get married. You're pregnant and you're not getting rid of it. And she's like, Yeah, I still wanna do things. And you had you had career ambition yesterday. So I don't know why you're here having this moment with me. Well, he smashed his piano, so now there's nothing he can't. Does he own that piano? I think that's the school piano that he just destroyed. This this is what happens, because white men don't know how to do their emotions, and so they just, like, beat up all of the fucking stuff in the school, and they're like, it's fine, my daddy will pay for it. (laughs) It goes unchecked. Yeah, and then, you know, my girlfriend wants to make her own choices, but counterpoint, what if 
I trapped you for life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? The only option is for us to be miserable forever. Yeah. I mean, clearly, right? Yeah. Because that works. That oh, works yeah. So well. He was just the worst. And, like, why was he... This was the other thing. So, like, first of all, I would like to just say I feel 0% bad for the fact that she killed him. I don't feel bad. Like, Good for her. <laughs> because, like, even though he was not the killer, I am uninterested in that person. Like, he does not need to be... Oh, 100%. Bye-bye. I mean, um, but he was a really good red herring. Because at first I was like, is he the... Because, like... Yeah. But then... He's not, obviously he's not. Back I then- still think, though... I'm not... Well... <laughs> I was wondering if he killed the girl in the park and if mm-hmm. he killed the guy outside the house. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think the killer ever left the house that I yeah. could tell. Oh, so, so how did he know I she was in the basement? That this is where I'm going with this. So why was he <laughs> looking in the <laughs> window? Like punching it in in the basement. Just come through the front door, Jeremy. Right? He was he was getting in that house earlier without her letting him you in. Got so in he and do it again. You were sleeping in her bed and you can't you right? gotta come through a basement window? No. Right? Right. Absolutely. I'm not. like when he when he came to the when he mm, first off, I didn't trust him to begin with. I'm like, it's the boyfriend, he's trash. And then he was like, I'm gonna try to this basement window because I know she's down there. I'm gonna kick it in because I'm not gonna let her hide from me. And I'm like, oh good sir. Even if you're not the killer, this is toxic. That's not and a so, good look. Like, no. This is not how you this is not how you meet your girlfriend by kicking in windows in her house. Yeah, like that's still a break and entry. Like you still committed a crime. Like bye bye. If the cops weren't worthless, they would. They should have really (laughs) pulled him aside. But they were worthless the whole movie. The whole fucking movie. Speaking of Nightmare on Elm Street, I could not see that the the guy, the lieutenant, was Nancy's dad, and that's literally all I could see the whole time because I was like, "You just have cop face," and I don't know what that means. (laughs) But like. Like we could do a deep dive on all the dad cops he played in the seventies, eighties. Yeah. Like he's yeah. everywhere. He's he the cop turns, guy. Yeah, yeah. He turns up in Halloween. He turns up in Nightmare on Street a couple times. Um, he turns up in this. He turns up in everything. He's yep. just like, do you need a dad with cop face? Right. Like he, and we and no. we should say that we did recently lose him. So may he rest in peace. R.I.P. Yeah. But he, yeah. yeah, nothing against that actor, no, but just like not. every character. He made his money. So like, I mean, no hate, you make your money. Yeah. <laughs> no, like so many people have had lesser careers um, who have coffees. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't get invited to shit. But he did, because he seemed to be a good guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. He was the only one that I like felt mildly okay about, because at least I felt like he was trying and he like at least was like that guy seems like he is not treating that woman well right like wasn't he the one because at first the police were like eh, don't worry about it we'll get to them later and then he came in and yeah. he was like why aren't you doing something and they finally started doing yeah. it yeah. we have to talk about claire's dad poor oh. poor, poor claire's dad <laughs> i don't know i don't know if i'm on the poor claire's dad band because like that man was creepy as fuck and he was all about his his daughter's sex life well, all yes creepy. all the men were creepy but like I feel like he did. The dad had a moment when they were in the police station, and like, uh, it was when Jess called, and he like overheard the conversation of mm. Jess talking about these calls she was getting, and the guy like kind of wrote her off. And then I don't know. I saw the dad have a moment of like, oh my god, like, and they told me that my daughter probably just is shacking up somewhere. Like it was like he had a moment of like, huh? It's like people don't believe women for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I feel like 
he had an epiphany in that day where he was right. like, huh, <laughs> now why doesn't anyone seem to want to help these ladies? <laughs> I will say one of the moments that made me laugh was when he first shows up and I forget the mother's, the house mother's name, but she's, show, yeah. yes. yeah. she's showing him around and she's showing him into her bedroom and there's the poster of, of the, the next piece. <laughs> and she like puts her hand over the butt. <laughs> yeah, so much. And that too, like the the like I don't know. I just don't ever think like portraying alcoholism as humor is funny. <laughs> like, like her having all these bottles stashed and like having that one in the toilet that she just pulled out of that disgusting toilet and put her mouth it. on. No. Oh, that, that was that the scariest me. part of the movie. <laughs> I was like, you don't even know. You don't even know, lady. Like, it's just not that deep. I love not a good drink, but not from the toilet. No. <laughs> not, from the to- not from the toilet. We're all better <laughs> than that. But we're all better than that. <laughs> so you know, this is like my second or third time watching this movie. And every time I go into it, I'm expecting it to be a lot scarier than it is. One, because it's so talked up in the horror community of being this like terrifying slasher, one of the first big slashers in the genre. But like, and to me, home invasion is terrifying. Like the idea sure. of someone getting yeah. into your home, A, my doors are locked. I don't know why the fuck their doors aren't. But like getting it, like the strangers, terrifying. No. I wanted it to be something more like the strangers. But I've I, never watched a Neverwell. That is the one genre of horror I do not fucks with at all. <laughs> <laughs> Home invasion? Absolutely the fuck not. Thank you so much. It's real. Uh, no. no, I I think that this movie, especially for the time, was probably terrifying because, again, like we've been desensitized. Like We've seen it all now. You have to literally appear in my house and I'm watching your movie and start yelling at me for me to be like, response. Um, <laughs> Well, and something I noticed too that like there's really other than when they show Barb and um uh oh what's her name? The the, the aunt right? from my big fat Greek wedding. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's her. Uh when they show them in the bed or their bodies, that is like the only blood in the whole film. No, there's not much I mean there's blood. there's like no blood, which is kind of fascinating. I mean, even I noticed when he stabbed Barb with the unicorn horn, yeah, the first two times he pulled it up, there was no blood on it. No. They used the blood sparingly. I don't know what the budget uh-huh. was, but they didn't have time and money to make more blood. So it like was six hundred and twenty thousand dollars. I I saw, that, which I thought was a really ridiculous large amount of money for the Most quality of film production. Yeah. Right. I guess Margot Kidder was a lot of money. Yeah, Margot Kidder and John Saxon were probably a good chunk of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and the house. That house was gorgeous. That house oh, beautiful. Gorgeous. It was gorgeous, underutilized as hell, but gorgeous. <laughs> and very confusing. Did you, you just showed that house? one staircase 16 <laughs> times and right? like the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, a lot of people live here, but it seems to be two floors in an attic. Uh... <laughs> no, there was like a mid, there was like two floors and then like a rear, random a like landing. middle floor. Because yeah. that's where yeah. he's like spying on Barb, but she's on the phone with her mother. Well, she said at one point 12 women lived in that house when they're not on va- when they're not on Christmas vacation. And I was like, well, we're not seeing very much of this house then, because <laughs> <laughs> we had the very end when it's showing like a full house. You're like, oh damn, okay, there is a lot to this whole thing. But you just showed me one staircase right. and a weird landing. No. They were just like, we don't have time to like do the whole house. So like pick your favorite stairs. Um, <laughs> we're gonna do that. 
cool. Joke's on us. They weren't filming in that house. They filmed the facade three times, and then they filmed it in a studio with a staircase. I mean, probably. <laughs> probably. Let's be real. That's where all yeah. the money went. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, and then when at the end, when the police are telling Jess to just put the phone down and get out of the house, I was like, girl, I was rooting for you this whole time, and now you're just like... Yeah, it's Bye. very rare that like we're not the only ones literally shouting get out of the house yeah right (laughs) like literally someone gave you the key and said here you go get out like i'm sorry i get to do your friend like sheree if you were asleep up upstairs you're probably dead anyway i'm gonna get out the house exactly (laughs) and especially because like moments ago she'd been on the phone and like heard heard uh, phyllis get murdered basically yeah plus also if shit's going down, we're not all gonna keep separating. That's that's no. only a horror movie trope. It is. It's like, oh yeah. no, people are dead. I have to go be by myself so I can be murdered next. Yeah, I love. <laughs> are you okay if I just go up to bed? Like, have, never have I ever, never. when I've been scared, been like, would it be okay if I just popped off to to sleepy Lakeville? Like, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I would have told her you can lay your ass on the couch. Right Literally, I'm gonna be like, you lay. <laughs> on the floor in front of me on the and I'll be on the couch and we're going to stay here all night and yes eyes on everybody eyes on everybody yeah um and they're just like I'm going upstairs I'm gonna go lay down and it's like people don't come back from upstairs have we not caught on to that yet <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> a very clear pattern no. it's not hard to figure it, out it's the stairway to heaven like we all need to stay down here <laughs> I I truly want to know too because so I mean, I guess I you can't really tell when you look at the facade of the house, but like, Claire, poor Claire. Claire, Claire's face in the bag is literally looking out that front window. There's been seven hundred cops come through this fucking front door, <laughs> and in no two one days. the house. No, the cops are worthless. Literally, okay. So at the end of the movie, they find her in the basement with the dead boyfriend that she had to like kill because again, cops are worthless. They yeah. put her to sleep, drug her, and then they turn the lights off and leave her there leave without her searching the house. the house for evidence. And yep. you would think they'd be like, we should check for evidence. He's been in and out. Well, um, and also, like, Claire's still missing. Like, and we just found two dead women, and we're not going to look and see if maybe the other bodies are in the other 12 rooms that we haven't yeah. looked in. Like, what? <laughs> It made no sense. It no. Made no, they wanted her dead. They wanted her dead. They don't want to do the paperwork. And they were like, if right. she's dead, we don't have a story to write down. Let's just leave. Because this man fainted. <laughs> well, wouldn't she need, like, I would think, at least She'd maybe maybe this is the modern day. Like, yeah, she yeah. would go to the hospital. Like, at minimum, yeah. she's in extreme shock. Yeah. Right. Like, at best. <laughs> Laurie Strode went, and all she had was, like, a cut on the arm. <laughs> Why doesn't she get to go? This is yeah. traumatic. <laughs> Right, she was just put to bed. Good night. That was I don't. That was wild. I literally that again yelling at the television. I was like, "Why? Are, they're not leaving her. They wouldn't leave her. Oh, they're leaving no. her. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, they're leaving." So, so, do we think she lived? I don't think she lived. I, I don't think no. so. No, they left her alone in a dark house, drugged, so she couldn't even defend herself. If she, she couldn't could even fight her. back, yeah, yeah. Right. No, even the killer's like, "This is too easy. I might, I might take a nap." <laughs> I'll come back. They yeah. said I have till tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> right. I just I don't understand how you just leave her in the dark. Because again, the last time you saw her, she was like, I just killed a man and I'm not okay. And you're like, turn the lights off on her and put her to bed. Let her wake up when she wakes up. Well, and figure it out. Too. Like even though they think that Peter killed all the women, like 
she still killed him. So at minimum, they would like put her in a hospital just to like kind of have her in custody to question right. her. Right. Like they're yeah. not just gonna leave her alone. <laughs> like no, no. Hi. you you let me be in the house, and two of my friends are filleted upstairs. I'm not gonna get to stay in the house tonight. I'm gonna be no. at the police station <laughs> answering questions whether or not I'm traumatized. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. And like so. I don't like the ending because and normally I would be okay with like an open ending where you don't really have all the answers, but there's so much that I don't understand about this killer. Like who is Agnes? Who, Who's what is Billy? This? I mean, he's Billy, but he, I'm assuming he's Billy. What <laughs> we is think John? he's Billy. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I, just, and that's, like... I, I think they really put too much character development into him to not explain it is, exactly. is what I, yeah, I completely agree. Like, I like the ending. I don't, but like, if you were going to end it that way, then make him like a silent killer. Don't yes. give us all this backstory that we have no context for. <laughs> like, okay, for example, I keep going back to this movie, which I know you haven't seen, Midge, but like the strangers, they have no character. They are yeah, just, no. they're killing They people. said, because you were home. Because you were home. That's and I lived. I, we need killers to say less. That's what my that's my platform. I'm running for office. Right. Unless less. unless you're going to pull like a scream and you're gonna they're gonna tell you yeah give me this a twenty is my minute motive. This is why I did it. Yeah, no, I I find it scarier when we don't know because like so many people are just like out there who are just like ready to pop off, and that's terrifying. That's every day because we live in America and nobody gives a shit about our safety. And so I'm fine with him in the attic being like Billy Agnes, Billy Agnes, <laughs> and then running down and killing people. But like, it just, I don't know. I felt like it was, I felt like it was like, let's play with these like obscene phone calls. And that's something that happens, especially before caller IDs. Um, and let's like make it creepy. But also it got too spicy. And I'm like, I want to know, I want, I want to know things that I don't need to know, but you've put them out there. So now I want to know them. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, he, exactly. yeah. And I mean, he definitely like, I mean, I guess because of the work with like, you know, just showing the eye or the shadow or whatever, like I kept kind of relating it to Halloween and thinking like Agnes was a sister or something like that was kind of where my brain kept going, but we don't, yeah, I guess we don't really know. <laughs> right. And, and like, if you, cause I also like the idea of only showing a little bit of him to make him kind of seem like he could be anybody. Yeah. That's scary too. But then don't bring in all this Agnes and Billy and suck my fat cock. And like, I, like, I don't, you don't need all that. <laughs> I was like, does he have Tourette's? Is that what we're doing? Are we making fun of people who have Tourette's? Because he was yeah. just like, fat cocks, juicy cocks, pig cunts. And I was like, good sir. Good, good sir. sir. <laughs> Your breathing was enough. You can say less. Um, <laughs> Your breathing was enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I don't know about him. <laughs> He's not he right. He I, I mean, I, I was assuming... Because I, I guess... Again, I'm like making up stories in my head. I was like, okay, like he's got like multiple personality disorder or like something where he's because he was doing all the different voices. But then, like sometimes I thought he, he was doing he needs voices. To be a voice actor. That man needs to be a voice actor. He would have well, killed in radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't need to go to radio to kill. He was. Already <laughs> but like, then they kind of play in later with him during the Phyllis scene. Like I don't know if he was. I kind of like 
I kind of got the like just that he was like kind of assaulting her <laughs> when he yeah. was in her room. And so then I was like, have all these calls like how was it actually him doing voices or were it was it all like him hurting women? I don't I was kind of confused about that. Yeah. yeah. It gets really murky. Uh, it's one of the things that I wish that we ex- has had, had explored. <laughs> because again, he's just like in the attic nesting and coming down to kill people randomly. Like, right. how is he feeding and getting water? Is he not going to the bathroom? Like, I, I have questions. Also, okay, so was Janice the little girl dead in the park? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't, that was murky for me too. I was like, how does this, because they're looking for Claire, I thought. Then they started saying Janice. They're like, who the fuck is Janice? They don't explain it. <laughs> There's no connection, technically. And that's what that was really confusing. And that's why I thought maybe it was supposed like, because I don't think, let's call him Billy. I don't think Billy ever left the house. So I was like, did Peter go on like a rampage? Because it happened the same night after he smashed the piano and yeah. walked to what's her Jess's house right. and was hiding or, in the trees being a creep. Right. So, <laughs> or did Billy kill Janice before he got to the sorority house? I guess we but do. I forget the case. Why is Janice missing for two days before anyone's like, because oh, the cops don't care. <laughs> this is the theme of the film. <laughs> yeah. It's that the cops said, Oh, your daughter's missing. She's probably having sex. Cause she's a dumb whore. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, sir, she's 12. And they're like, I know what I said. Like, <laughs> that's the theme of this movie. It right. really is. It the really only is. smart people in this movie are those old ladies that are with the carolers. Because she comes up there and she's like, get those kids in the car now. We're leaving. Listen. <laughs> you know what I'm not going to do? Get stabbed. <laughs> Let's go. Well, and I think, too, that's why I kept waiting for them to explain the connection, because, like, five people come up to their freaking front door and were like, did you hear there was a girl murdered in the park last night? Like, <laughs> yeah. Upstairs. I hate that. I That's scarier than me finding out on the news to be like, knock, knock. People are dying out here. You know that, right? Yeah, some yeah. random white dudes showing up outside your window with guns. Like, oh, no. my God. <laughs> That's more terrifying than whatever's happening in the house. What, we, can we talk about that whole scene? What was happening? And why did Phyllis say their dog had died and then laugh hysterically for like 20 minutes? <laughs> Phyllis really hates dogs. Uh, <laughs> I thought, okay, can I tell you something? I thought when Jess called Peter at the beginning of the movie, she's like, I'd like to talk tomorrow. I thought Phyllis and Jess were lesbians because Ooh. they were the whole first three yeah. scenes were like right like right. at each other and Jess is wearing this like titty sweater yeah. <laughs> I, I thought the same thing I yeah. was like clearly these two are a couple and then Peter was there and she was pregnant and I was like oh I, I was pregnant then Phyllis have a wasn't she with uh, Santa Claus man was she yeah, she said she was <laughs> I, so. I did not catch that. He was disgusting. Right. No, what happened I, to him, too? He just kind of disappeared. He just kind of said, bye. He was <laughs> literally, there was no point in him being there. They were just like, we want to reiterate that all the men in this film are horrible. <laughs> but also, somehow, we hate women. Like, <laughs> like men? No. Women? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, One of the things that is right about this movie is the hand sweater. Um, hand sweater. 
I'm excited because I I ordered one because um somebody yeah. in the horror community on Twitter makes them and she was selling them for like ninety dollars. So it's gonna be the most expensive piece of sweater I've ever had. I will have to be buried in this sweater because I don't own anything else expensive. Um, <laughs> but it's coming. I have to find a yellow shirt and I'm happy because apparently I'm in my hand sweater phase. Um, <laughs> between this and scare me, like I just that's all I want is hand sweaters that are bigger than me. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I mean just. Nothing says I'm a lesbian like a sweater with hands cupping your tits. <laughs> right. And then when she was pregnant with Peter's baby, I said, this is not going where I thought it was going. <laughs> I was really ready for a progressive lesbian love story in the 70s, and I didn't get it, and I'm really sad about it. It was time. It, it yeah. was time. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why she went upstairs to help, to, to help Phyllis, because she was she like, said, I love her. She said, baby. <laughs> Baby, I can't you live okay? without you. Right? <laughs> she actually used Peter to conceive her and Phyllis's child, and there she's going to go. run off. They're going to start a lavender yeah. farm in Switzerland. Right? She was lying about getting it and getting rid of it. She just yeah. didn't want him to be around. She just want, she said, yeah. Peter, I want nothing to do with you. She was like, years from now, I'm going to create social media, and I don't want you to have questions. So I'm just going to... Like you never know I'm getting rid of this. <laughs> I would be like, I don't want to have your... Like, I don't want a child with your attitude, Peter. Listen... <laughs> You don't know me. This is why you can't sleep with mediocre white men, which is a lesson <laughs> I had to learn over and over again. Um, <laughs> same, same. Yeah. It's a life lesson we all have to learn. At some it point. is. No, their mediocrity is like glitter, and it just stays with you for so long. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Oh, Pete. Oh, Peter was the worst. <laughs> He is the true villain. I know that Billy Agnes, whoever that person is in the attic nesting, has done some shady things in this movie. I can't, I can't deny that. But Peter's the real villain, and that's what I'm going to do as the defense for the person in the attic. Yeah. Um. Well, and that's. I wrote something down in my notes, and I don't know exactly what I meant by this, but I said all the murders really downplay the fact that Peter is the fucking worst. <laughs> like. I actually kind of wanted Peter to be the killer. Like, yeah, I, like, know. I mean, like, I feel like the murders were not the worst part of the film. Like, the no. they were detracting from the fact that this woman was in an abusive relationship. And I was like, I yes. need to focus on this. Like, yeah. I, need, I need her to get out of the house for this right? situation. No, he's the most toxic, and he is the embodiment of everything that was wrong with, like, relationships in that era. Because yeah. men were just like, you're still my property. You can have a bank account. So, of course, yeah. you're going to have this baby. We're going to get married because I said so. Also, I'm miserable yeah. now, so you need to be miserable, too. And I'm like, that's not a love story. That's not. No. <laughs> I wonder if the reason why Jess was so awesome was the fact that she is clearly, by her accent, not American. Yeah. I, kept, I told Taylor, I said, is this the fifth member of ABBA? I couldn't figure <laughs> I could not figure out what her dialect was because I thought she was British at the beginning. And then she started talking. And I was like, I couldn't no, that's that either. not. Yeah, no, I, I I was confused. Um, <laughs> I googled yeah. the actress the first time I watched it to be like, where is she from? So um, I'm doing the same thing right now to be like, what is going on? I'm doing yeah, it, it again. It said Argentina, I think, when I looked it up this morning. Argentina? What? English was like, actress. She's English. Yeah. She so is she not probably, aged. No. Um, I, I guess, like, good genes. Because she's 70 and looks better than yeah. me. That's an issue I have with her and Cassandra <laughs> because like Elvira showed up and she's getting younger and I was like ma'am I need you to look it's older because she's me. gay that's why is that the secret? 
Is that the why love, maybe? The love of no 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 mediocre white men and no children, she said. <laughs> I am ageless. Right? She's like, you can eat vegetables or just like get rid of those men. What? Like, yeah. <laughs> if they don't disturb your peace, you age slowly. Like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it says here she moved to England at the age of seven. I don't I can't tell where she was before that, but yeah. Yeah, oh, Argen- yeah, Argentina before yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah. So, a weird combination of dialects that made her sound like she was going to be on Eurovision later. <laughs> it sounded like she was doing an impersonation of someone from Connecticut. <laughs> SNL. She said, This is what wealthy people sound like. Right? <laughs> She's like, I, I, am in a, I am in a sorority. <laughs> give me my sweater. Give I'm me my, going give me to my hand sweater. <laughs> the only time that I was like on Barb's side was when she was drunk as hell telling off Jet Claire's dad about the turtles. Sex turtles. <laughs> Sex turtles. <laughs> Even that though, I was like, what was the point of depicting her this way? What was the no point? Boy, but it was real funny. No woman has ever gotten yeah. drunk. Well, I don't know. I just wanted Marco Kidder to say some wild shit. They were just like, that was their goal, is to have yeah. her here and have her say the wildest shit possible. Right. Which is why she gets oh, the line said, about townies. When she said, you know how I know? I went to the zoo and watched them. <laughs> and then something about, I took a break to watch the zebra. <laughs> <laughs> Barb, are you the killer? Like this? <laughs> and then all, this, all the other girls were like, Barb, just go to bed. Just... <laughs> It, it gave me the impression she does this like every night. She just gets lit and it's like turtles have sex for four days. And they're like, not again. <laughs> Barb, it's bedtime. Here, take, again, your, take your inhaler and go to bed. Her wreath on her door that was like a Christmas wreath with little bourbon bottles all over it. I was like, we get it. She's an alcoholic. Like, <laughs> ha ha ha. I just, I... <laughs> and she's clearly trying to cope with her. Uh, mother who wants nothing to do with her like yeah well yeah. and like when they woke her up from her dream and gave her her inhaler and she was like i had a terrible dream there was a stranger in my room and she's like i would be lucky if there was a stranger in my room <laughs> and then she falls back asleep in like two seconds like i had to be lucky like no. literally never has any woman been afraid that someone just broke into their room and been like, that would have been so sexy. Like, <laughs> never, no. never. I was like, if that's what she's into, we need to unpack that. Cause right now it's falling flat. Yeah. We need her to go ahead Therapy and be like, everyone. yeah, we, we need a villain origin story on Barb. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know what would stop all these, all of this from happening? Therapy for all, for everyone involved. Listen. Listen, they should have opened up one of those rooms they were never going to use. I just had a therapist moved in, like, in Ted Lasso. Like, <laughs> Sharon changed everything for them, and she could do it again. What? She could do it again. <laughs> All right. Do we have any more notes before we get to hot takes? I, I will say that I think that, I think that this it's definitely the best parts of when a stranger calls because after we found out the calls came from inside the house, that movie goes downhill very quickly. <laughs> yeah. And so I don't know why we can't just have like that little segment make it through a full movie where we have that same tension the whole time. Because this is as close as I've seen us get, including the When a Stranger Calls reboot remake 
fiasco. <laughs> um, and I just want that little isolated section. Maybe it just needs to be a short. Maybe that's what we need to do is not make it full length movies with that being with part that of the, like ingredients. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do yeah. think it, it, it was um, <laughs> the effectiveness of like them having to track the call with whatever that ridiculous machinery was we'll to, prolong, <laughs> to prolong the situation. I was like, oh, this is why this trope worked like in the <laughs> like in the 60s and 70s is because nobody could trace a goddamn call where now it's like ring ring ping. Oh, it's coming from inside your house. And it's a it's a two minute like Instagram reel. Right. Him running to the basement and like running through the aisles looking for the right, whatever the fuck it is. And I was like, how do you even know what's what? There's nothing. Like, what just, are you looking for? Right? And I love the conversation she has with the detective. He's like, it's coming from this address. Like, that's where the calls are going to, dummy. Get them. <laughs> it's like, they're also coming from there, though, sir. Oh, shit. <laughs> that was another thing, too, that bothered me when he called. Uh, Jess and he was like you're really gonna have to do better and keep them on the line longer I was like how about we stop traumatizing this woman and one of y'all go sit in the house and take the calls okay (laughs) they gave her no protection and one time they did it was one guy that's another trope I hate in horror movies they put one cop outside and then look the person kills that cop and like well we have somebody there clearly (laughs) one is not enough like a Pringle you need more (laughs) you need more Oh. oh god, yeah. Oh cops. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we ready for hot takes? That's so spicy. Hit it, hit it, hit it. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well let's get spicy. <laughs> Mid, you go first. What's what, what's your hot take? Um who just that again, mostly that this this I don't understand what was happening with the trying to create a really feminist final girl in a world like a, 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 a microchasm of we hate women. Um, I actually, so I mentioned to Sheree right before this that I was going to bring this up. I just finished a book that is called The Final Girl Support Group by Grady Hendricks. I Hendrix. need to read it. Oh, I want to read it so bad. Oh, I, and when you do, call me because... <laughs> I just realized whilst I was watching this film that one of the, the main character in that book is based on Black Christmas. Because uh, all the girls are based on final oh, girls from yeah. different, but it's big fr- franchises like Scream, right. Halloween, Christ- uh, I almost said Camp Crystal Lake. Um, <laughs> Friday the 13th. Thing, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, but the, like, the kind of joke throughout the book is that the main character is not a real final girl. Uh, and it's, I'm realizing now she's based on Black Christmas. Um, but even like my, my problem with the book, which I would love to hear if you read it, is that it's the same scenario where this writer, Grady Hendrix, I have read three of his books now because I like his writing style, the, the visual aspect of it. But he writes from a female perspective and tries to make like feminist horror, but he does it in the worst way and like uses it to act out like weird aggressions on women, especially people of color. (laughs) And like the this thing of because I horror has so much potential to be a genre that is about empowering women in a world that is horrifying to be a woman, yes. especially like, like 
women already, but then any kind of like trans women, women of color, anything above that, horrifying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so like the genre has so much potential to make commentary about that. And yet we keep getting these pieces from white men pretending to do feminism, but actually just being aggressive at women and making it like entertainment. And I yeah. hate it. And I'm mad. <laughs> like, no. That's no. all. <laughs> Every day, every day, because you'll put something on and it's like, oh no, why is he writing this rape revenge fantasy? You yep. told him to do yes. this. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, mm, and I just, yeah. I, I think y'all talked about in the, um, you, you did the episode about a uh, happy death day. Was that, uh, oh, or I wish was no, uh, the one where they switch bodies. Freaky. Oh yeah. Freaky. Yeah. 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 And, uh, like the, the sexual violence in that film, like, why was it necessary? Yeah. <laughs> we did not need it. We did not need it. We it didn't was need it. It was a fine time. We were having a good time in high school again. And then it was like, ha. And I was like, no, when you yeah. do that, that's your movie. Just so everybody's clear, you can't sprinkle that in like a spice. Um, nope. And nope. I, that, mm, it, it irritates the fuck out of me because it keeps happening because like yeah. we don't let, we first off, we don't let femmes write anything. Um, yeah. When you find something written by a femme, it's like you find a unicorn. Um, <laughs> and if she writes it, she doesn't get to direct it usually. Yeah. Or the producers are there being like, you know what you need? Less women. <laughs> you know what would make this better? 100% yeah. less women. Right, just let the men redo it for you, the lady. Yeah. And so, like, <laughs> we never get it, we never get it handled, which yeah. is why, like, when you do find a movie, you are, like, drawn to it. Like, Promising a Woman. Like, finally letting a woman handle that narrative. Yeah. And it wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, graded, and it wasn't, like, gratuitous. It was, just, like, you only, know what's happening. That is the only rape revenge film I've ever enjoyed. Yeah, and enjoy I just, the weird words to say, yeah, movie, I but say. I, I, I whatever you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think just baseline. My my takeaway in general in this whole genre is like for a genre built on the backs of women, <laughs> like on the stories of women, it treats women so poorly, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of seeing it. And Black Christmas tried it, but they didn't do it. And I'm I'm excited for you to see the remake or reimagining or whatever they're calling it because it's done by women and it is somehow worse. Um <laughs> it's somehow Great. worse. Yeah. Yay! So I went into it and I was like, oh no. <laughs> and I became the meme of like Queen on the Clown makeup because I was like, oh no. <laughs> I did this oh, to myself. <laughs> I I like parts about the remake, and I don't like parts about the remake. So, same with this film. There are parts I like about it, and there are parts I don't like about it. Yeah, I no, did I, like I did like the concept, the ending. Like I like like the he's still in the house. Like that's a that was a cool thought of yeah. the red herring killer and things. It just mm. the execution wasn't there for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree, one hundred percent. Sheree, what's your hot take? My hot take is I love the ending, but I also want the world and where we acknowledge Peter did this shit because Peter did this shit. Like they decided the last minute he didn't. And that's why the ending has a couple of like little glitches. Um, let's just have a world where the boyfriend did it. He can be a wealthy white man who's murdering people. That happens all the time. Has nobody been on Bumble lately? The FBI are also looking for the same dudes. Um, yep. So like, let yeah. it happen. Justice for Gabby Petito. Let's just <laughs> right? let's right? make a law that says the boyfriend probably did it. He can't leave the state. Right? <laughs> let's go ahead and sit down with him first, and then move on from there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. 
as opposed to being like, oh no, we don't know what it is. It's like it's this wealthy white man in the giant fur bear coat um, <laughs> who has secrets. I think it's him. What? <laughs> Jokes on, oh my gosh, what if Billy in the attic is actually Chris and Chris and Peter were in it together? Ooh, like Billy and Stu from Scream before yeah. Scream? Oh. I see that. I see that. He was like, you will not marry my man. This is like, black Christmas. Like, let's just make Black Christmas just make it real gay. <laughs> it can only help. Yeah. I need 100% more gay horror. 1,000%. I need it. I need yes. it. Give it to me. Yes. 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 An intentional gay horror. Yeah. Yes. I just like, we have to read into this. Yeah. yeah. Maybe five, not, you know. not just Phyllis and Jess looking at each other like, <laughs> oh, <right>? <laughs> <laughs> give it to me give me yeah. the lesbian love story yeah. Yeah. Like, I see that problem with movies a lot like the new well, last year's Wonder Woman I was like they're on a date <laughs> and then she's like no Steve's back and I'm like no wonder Christian Wiig's character flipped out because you ghosted her after one date I also would look for you I would be very upset <laughs> yes right? <laughs> I thought we had a nice time <laughs> right I was like yes Wonder Woman's gonna be gay and they're like no just gay and it's still Steve's movie and I'm like how many times must we kill him? How many times must we kill him before she gets her own movie in her universe? <laughs> couldn't couldn't be couldn't be Marvel. Couldn't right? couldn't happen. <laughs> never, never. <laughs> True. All right. So my hot take. We've kind of talked about this already, but like, this is the loudest killer in horror history. Name me another killer in horror film that's like, like. No. Where are the neighbors in this community? Like, Michael would never. Other... Michael could. <laughs> Michael could never. <laughs> where are the other sorority houses? Where are the fraternity houses? Are they all just drunk asleep like Barb? Like <laughs> this I... killer is loud. He wants to be seen, and nobody wants to see him. Like <laughs> that's really too. The yeah, like it's like he wanted them to find him. I think. Yeah. Like, he what, he took the bodies up say... in the attic with him. He wants people to know what he did. Can and they not smell say, those bodies? At one did point the... on the phone, doesn't he say, please stop me? Or uh... Yes, which was actually the um, alternative title for the film, by the way. Ooh. Please stop me? That was the original <laughs> working title, was please stop me. <laughs> I mean, they, they should have listened or to Or stop me, I think. It was, it was either please stop me or stop me. Um, but like, book, which way. also then completely changes the context of the film because then like is the whole again like don't send women to get your shit together billy like yeah. <laughs> don't go but, into their house and make it their problem right like, that's some big white man energy it's some big white man energy to be like please, please you need to fix me. me no stop yeah what are look you what doing you to yourself do. look what you made me do and it's like um look chad <laughs> You are, you are guilty of your own actions. Um, yes, we, right. we are not responsible for what you've done. No. Look, T-Swizzle, you did it to yourselves. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's our thoughts on the original Black Christmas. Thank you so much, Midge, for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, I can't wait to be back. Like, yeah, I'm not, I've, I've been such a fan for, like, I... I really like binged y'all recently and i'm just i'm so like thrilled to even get the opportunity to be here <laughs> yeah we'll have to have you back on sometime for sure yeah, yeah. no we got plans <laughs> um, <laughs> um so that unfortunately is every is all of our halloween 2021 celebration we hope you all had fun 
we all had a blast. Um, yes. These were two very different movies. <laughs> Aren't they though? They both, were. Unsus- both unexpected. I'm happy the way it voted. Yes, agreed. Um, next up, we are covering on Monday, Monday morning, bright and early, um, The Empty Man with Brother Ghoulish. Yay! Um, that's going to kick off our month of We Get By with a Little Help from Our Friends, where we purposely have a block of other horror podcasters and con- content creators uh, scheduled as opposed to just willy-nilly like we normally do. And they all, <laughs> pick their, they all picked a movie, and so it's the most random, chaotic month ever, and I'm excited for everybody to hear it, because there is yeah, nothing fine. other than chaos. What? There's, no, there's no through line, so don't, don't even try it. Nope. <laughs> well, if you do try, it, I was going to say because that could be really entertaining. Make that a challenge to link all the movies together right. somehow under a theme. <laughs> It'd be awesome. So I was like, three of them have the same camera woman, and I was like, bum bum bum. All right, and thank you all again for watching slash viewing. Um, and as always, make sure you stay fierce out there. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween!